0: You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and email us your story at amen at hungrygen.com. Also, if you're interested in supporting Hungry Gen Ministries, you can donate online at our website, www.hungrygen.com, or visit our Hungry Gen app. Join us in partnership today.
1: God is good and all the time amen 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 what a wonderful testimony we've heard today amen I mean testimonies is 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 bible alive today that's what it is if you take testimonies if you take supernatural if you take miracles out of the bible bible will be an empty book amen and uh, sometimes you know people say oh you guys at church you guys are just a uh, testimonies John key you know what is the word the word it, testimonies are the word being confirmed in action amen yeah. and we see how God still alive today and we gather up hope we gather up faith to believe that God can come through in our own situation in Jesus mighty name amen church yeah. amen 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 uh, I want you to open to Matthew chapter 14 in verse 19 I have some exciting things to share with you that God has just kind of revealed and shown put in my heart some things reminded me of some things that i have been applying in my life and I really want to share it with you today I have a lot of things to share and hopefully I'll get to share all of it but if not we'll we'll visit it next time sometime Um, and let's read from verse uh Matthew chapter 14 verse 19. then he ordered the crowd to recline on the grass he took the five loaves and two fish, looked up to heaven, say, looked up to heaven. Up to heaven. He gave thanks, say, gave thanks, blessed it, broke it. Well, oh, he didn't, but that's one of the points, but he blessed and broke the loaves and handed the pieces to disciples and disciples gave them to people. Well, I just gave you my points for the message. Uh, I titled my message today, Successful and Satisfied. God's desire is for us to be blessed. And in chapter, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, he, he lays out a principles and he lays out things of what to do and how to do so that we as his people that we will be successful and that we will be blessed and that we will be satisfied because we know that not all success is satisfying. We know people sometimes see success as having a a, a good having a family as a success and some people that get that have families are don't feel don't don't have the satisfaction of having uh don't have the satisfaction even though in other people's eyes they're successful. Some people think a success is to have uh you know a million dollar business and having employees and having this big business but many people that do have that are not satisfied. So we know that we know that being successful is not everything but being successful and satisfied is that it it's it completes our life. Amen and God in this uh, and God wants us to have both he wants us to be successful in everything that we do and he wants us to be satisfied and I believe that in the scripture that we just read God lays down a pattern he lays down a principle of how to achieve that in our lives amen before we go into it I want you to understand that God wants us to be blessed he wants us to be successful but God doesn't just make it happen as a magical trick just bam and we get it in our life random it's uh, for random people and it's randomly happens in life no God is a God of principle and he works through principles in our lives and he makes those principles. he reveals those principles in his word and he wants us to work according to those principles operate according to those principles and to achieve the results that he has uh in store for us amen church um now let's look at the scripture that we read and let's draw a few key principles that Jesus outlines in this in this verses first first principle that I see is that Jesus has this task in front of him, Jesus has this task in front of him, he has large crowd of people that follow them, they're tired, they're weary. they've been with him for some time, they're hungry They have very little to eat to offer. Obviously not enough to to feed 5,000 just uh, two loaves of bread and five fish and Jesus needs a miracle. Where can he get miracle? How does Jesus feed 5,000 just men not including women and children? Principle number one, Jesus takes what he has and he looks up to heaven say be connected to heaven I believe a a, a a principle a key number one to be successful in everything that you do in life to be successful even in that situation uh, that, that that came into your life even in that struggle is you have to connect yourself to heaven you have to connect yourself You you have to connect yourself to God, to God's Word. You have to connect yourself to God's angels. You have to connect yourself to the place where there is ultimate resources. And the Bible says, in the Lord's Prayer says, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven there's perfect health, there's harmony, there's peace. There's no lack no pain no suffering by looking up to heaven and lifting up the little that he had Jesus demonstrates his dependence on God Jesus demonstrates that without God he can't do nothing by looking to heaven looking up to heaven Jesus acknowledges God and welcomes him in his, into his situation See, so you have to Acknowledge God. You have to connect God to your situation. You have to acknowledge and you have to connect God and welcome God into your place. God responds to the place where he's acknowledged and he is welcomed. In proverbs 3 uh, verse 5 and 6 says, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You have to desire and seek to involve God into your situation, to involve heavens, to involve heavenly angels, to involve heavenly resources into your situation. You have to expect the miracle because expectation is the breeding ground for miracle. By lifting his eyes to heaven jesus said what david said in psalm 121 i lift my eyes unto the hill where my help comes from and my help my help comes from the lord You have to involve God into every day of your life. You have to involve God in your business. You have to involve God in your health. You have to involve God in your marriage. You have to involve God with your kids. God has to, you have to bring God, you have to intentionally bring God into the place where you expect God to help you with. See, the problem with most Christians is that we, um, we involve God generally in our life what i mean by that is that we wake up in the morning brush our teeth have breakfast and then before we head out before we head out the the door to work and not all of us even we come and say god bless us day bless this day we give this day to you please guide and lead us and and kind of like this general work god be with me and i am and we run out of the door and expect god to involve and be involved in every single area of our life and a lot of times we even do that not even consciously involved, not even consciously understanding what we're doing. We're asking God to be involved in our business, we're asking God to be involved in our marriage, we're asking God to be involved in our family, in our health but yet consciously we're self-dependent or subconsciously. We're self-dependent, we're self-sufficient, we're self-consistent and we don't Even stop and ask God, what should I do now? How should I go about this situation? Sometimes we run through issues. We face problems. We face difficulties in life. We don't even take time to, to acknowledge God. That God is our partner. And that He wants to be involved in every area of our life. Whether it's in business. Whether it's in career. Whether it's with education. Taking tests. Studying. A lot of times we... Why, while we know that God wants to be involved in our lives, while we have the idea that God can help but consciously we don't involve Him into every detail of our life. But we just read a scripture for Proverbs say that we need to acknowledge God in all of our ways. That means we consciously need to get God involved in every area of our life that we want to see Him partner up with us and work with us. God has all the resources God is self-sufficient he has all the knowledge all the wisdom he has all the ideas the problem is sometimes as a man we do not ask of him we do not ask him specifically to be involved in our lives I want to share I want to I want to share a video uh, with you a man that involved God in his life In his business and in 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 just in his life as general and I want you to be inspired and I want you to take draw this point from from this video from this testimony so go ahead if you guys can play it
2: in the late 70s I heard God's voice I mean it was like the hair in the back of my neck stood up and he said, I'm gonna prosper you in business so you can be self-sufficient in ministry. I was like, Lord, I hate begging, so I love that idea. I love giving. And he said, I know every answer to every problem in the world. And I wasn't even particularly being spiritual or praying at that moment. I was just walking through the house and all of a sudden I heard his voice again. And I just thought about it for a second. I know every answer to every problem in the world. And I said, well, of course, because you're God. And I thought that was it. And then he came back and he said, if mankind would just ask me, I'd give him those answers. And I was like, of course. And I, and I got on my knees and said, God, and I was in tears by this moment. I said, I feel like I'm supposed to move into archery. And I'd been building bows for myself for years. But I said, I know you know how to make better bows. So if you would give me those ideas, and I actually prayed, God blind the eyes of everybody else because I know what I'm gonna do with the money. And I literally woke up Two weeks later approximately, in the middle of the night, sat straight up in bed, and my wife woke up, and she says, what, what's going on? I said, honey, I'm literally having a vision. I, it's like a sheet of paper in front of my face of a new bow concept. I've never thought of it. It's unique. It's different. I've never seen anything like this. And so I said, I'm going to get up. I'm going to draw this down. And when I wake up in the morning, if it still makes sense, then I realized that absolutely this was a vision and it wasn't a dream. And I woke up in the morning, looked at it again, and I thought, oh my goodness, this is, this is a new direction. And so I literally started my bow companies on on that vision. The guitar thing was another element of, hey, God, I know that you know how to make better guitars. I literally prayed that prayer, and I'm asking for that wisdom. And right away, he started giving me these ideas. I believe that, especially in these last days, Christian businessmen are gonna play a huge part uh, of bringing people to Christ. I I could uh, invest a million dollars, let's say, in uh, 10 scholars or you could take that same million and actually maybe indirectly lead three, four, five million people to Christ. I know what I'm gonna do. The most important thing that we do is be faithful. I think that's the biggest thing. What does God ask you to do? Be faithful, be faithful to what he asks you to do. And sometimes it's little things. It's obvious that God had a huge part of this because we're considered the number one archery company in the world and many consider us the number one guitar company in the world i'm either the luckiest guy they ever lived, or i'm i'm experiencing god's favor and obviously that's what i believe it is
1: come on let's put our hands together for jesus christ i want you to notice what he said god you obviously know more about bows and guitars than any men do so why don't you share share with me This is this when I mean when I talk about get connected to heaven in your area don't you think God knows how to raise your kids better he knows the key to your kids heart don't you think that God knows the keys to your husband's to your wife's heart don't you think that God knows the keys to success in your business don't you think that God has a strategy for your career that he has he that has ideas how to make you prosper and how to make you successful and that success will not drive you nuts and crazy will not drive you to drinking and drugs or jumping off the buildings but that success will satisfy you and you will benefit many people god wants to be involved in your life. Get Him involved in every area of your life. Get Him involved in your health. Get Him involved in your family. Get Him involved in your marriage. Get Him involved in your business, in your career, in education. Get God involved in your life. God has the answer to all the problems in the world. All you need to do is ask. I want to challenge you right now. Take time When you pray and ask God, be first of all conscious of what you're praying about. Don't let it be drive-through. Understand that you're asking God of the universe to partner up with you and take time to listen. Have a journal. Maybe it's your iPad, iPhone or maybe you're old school and you have a notebook and pen. Write things down when God speaks. Write things down when you get an impression. Like he said, it was simple. I felt like I should have got, I should go into the business of, of making bows because that was his passion and God once he made the decision, then some weeks later he got a vision of something of completely brand new concept and design, which made him very successful. I want you to get when you pray these prayers, when you ask God and when you invite him to participate in in every area, be ready to hear his voice, be ready to write things down, be ready to to to, to receive from him and act upon it. Get God involved be connected to heaven turn to your neighbor say be connected to heaven number two i want you to write it down be thankful second thing i will read that jesus gave thanks don't complain because don't complain about the little that you have because complaining has not solved any problem anyone's problem you have to be a person that is thankful Some people say, well, if I have, you know, if I would have had more, I would stop complaining. How about you stop complaining and watch God give you more? You know, a lot of people say, if this will change, if that will change, if this, only then I'll be grateful, only then I'll be uh, happy, only then I can, you know, smile and walk around. Of course you're happy because you got enough. Of course you have this. And people make excuses why they're not happy, why they're not grateful, why they're not thankful. But I think the, the ultimate test of faith as we, as, uh, is when we can be thankful to God when we have nothing. The ultimate show of faith as, we, as when we can begin to, to thank God in advance as though as He already done the miracle. You know the Bible shares to us in Philippians 4 6 the ultimate antidote to anxiety and it's thanksgiving. It says this, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. You know the reason why our society one number one prescription is uh, anxiety anti-anxiety medications and and things like that is because if we would have been more grateful if we would have been more thankful we would be less anxious knowing that God is in control, God has everything, we are where we're supposed to be, God is watching over us, we're in God's hands and God is taking us to the place where we need to be. You know statistically says that the women are more grateful than men on almost every measure which I'm not surprised about that. Eight to 24 year olds express uh, express gratitude less, Eight eight to 24 years olds express gratitude less than any other age group and I'm more likely to express gratitude for self-serving reasons. You know, married couples are more grateful—51% uh, than singles, which is only 35%. Which makes sense. Depends how you married, though. <laughs> um, the one university, one uh, university did a study, and they listed eight things what gratitude does to your life. eight eight major things. There's a lot more but eight main ones. Gratitude opens door, the door to more relationships. People are more likely to have a relationship with you if you say thank you, if you, if you're kind and if you are grateful and uh, upbeat and positive person which opens up many doors for your life. Gratitude improves physical health, improves psychological health, uh, gratitude enhances apathy and reduces aggression. Grateful people sleep better, Grateful people uh, have improved self-esteem, their increase in mental strength and gratitude affects how much people make. Study shows that people that are grateful tend to make more money. So if you want to change your life, begin to be thankful for where you are, where you're at and begin to thank God in advance. Amen. Turn to your neighbor say be thankful. Turn to your other neighbor say be grateful. Point number three. Bless it. We see next thing that Jesus does is he, he takes this, this little that he has. He lifts it up to heaven. He expects a miracle. He invites heaven into his earthly situation. He thanks it and then he blesses it. Bless the little that you have. Don't curse it. A lot of times people, when they look at that situation, when I look at that dysfunctional family, when I look at those kids that are rebellious, when they look at that small business that's barely making it, when they look at that their career that's that's not taking off and they and they speak negative words they curse it and they kill it at its infancy and they do not allow it to grow. Your words have power. Bible says that the life and death is in the in the power of your mouth in the power of your tongue in another in the in, in relationship it says that we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony you will overcome or you will be defeated in your life according to your words speak life into your children speak life into your marriage speak life into yourself how many times Uh, I I hear people say, oh man, I'm stupid. Oh man, I screwed up this and I did this. Don't speak negative words into your life. Don't speak curse into your life. Your words have power. And your words either build you or they destroy you. Jesus blessed small meal and he fed 5,000 people. He cursed a big tree and it never fed anyone again. Jesus with his words took small, he took small meal insignificant barely enough to feed one person. He blessed it Bible says and with that he fed five thousand people and 12 baskets left over. In another instance Jesus was passing by and there was a big tree. He had leaves, he had everything. It looked like it was supposed to have the, the it was supposed to feed people but it did not have the fruit so Jesus he cursed it and that big tree it withered away it died and it never fed anyone again Your words have power your words can take something small, something insignificant. Maybe that small business idea. Maybe that's that career that just is fragile and barely starting. You're still trying to catch traction. Maybe, maybe that, that, that marriage that, that's barely, barely alive or maybe that family, those kids that, that are, are, are rebellious and barely home. You can take that small, that little, and you can begin to speak life into it. You can begin to bless it every day. You wake up in the morning and you say, I bless it in Jesus' mighty name. I bless my house. I bless my kids. I bless my marriage. Yes, that husband is still not as he's supposed to be or the wife is still not doing what she's supposed to do but you know i'm blessed and i'm blessing my house yes those kids are still rebellious they're running around doing nothing they're causing more more harm than than good but i bless them in jesus mighty name that business is still small it's still fragile it's barely it's barely moving i'm barely making it by but i bless it in jesus mighty name as you're gonna continue to bless holy spirit will take your words and he'll begin to use it to grow it to multiply it but if you're gonna speak negative oh, those kids are stupid those kids are useless they never amount to anything oh you got an f well you're stupid that's why and you begin to curse them they will never amount to anything or you begin to curse your marriage your spouse they're struggling then you can forget about it being good sometimes yes we do get angry sometimes we do get frustrated with the process sometimes we want things to go quicker than we want that quicker than what how it's going but in that process of frustration in that moment of frustration in that moment when we are not being fed from the very thing that we expect a meal or we expect we expect a benefit do not curse it do not speak negative words against it there was a story in the bible and uh, it was a prophet Elisha and this widow ran up to him and she said, um, you know, I'm in a desperate situation. The, my husband died and he owed debt to, to, to some people and now those people came to collect the debt. I have nothing to give them and they want to take my kids as their servants. Please help me. And Elisha asked her, what do you have in the house? And she said, I only have a small jar of oil. She didn't begin to curse she didn't say said it's insignificant it's nothing because she knew anything you bring, even if it's little to God and it's blessed it can be multiplied it can be multiplied and so what happened prophet uh, prophet Elijah told her go with to your house borrow a bunch of empty vessels as many vessels as you can and take that oil and begin to pour into those vessels and then take that oil begin to sell so you can repay the debt and leave off the rest and so she goes and follows his words she begins to pour it and that small jar of oil continues to pour and pour and pour and pour and and fill bunch of vessels in all of her house and when the vessels she stopped supplying the vessels oil stopped and she was able to get out of her situation. Use what God has given you Use that very little and bless it and bless it. Bring it to God in your prayer time. Every time uh, you come up in a conversation, speak positive things. Begin to send positive words so Holy Spirit can use it. There was another story, uh, Jalosian brought a story, uh, shared a story about a man in his ministry. He was struggling with uh, smoking for a very, very long time. And so he came and he asked, uh, Pastor Joel he's like, I want to quit smoking but I can't. This addiction is too strong. He said, first of all, he's like, you need to stop speaking negative. Don't be saying that this addiction is too strong because you're feeding that addiction. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to begin to say, I hate smoking. Smoking is not for me. I hate smoking. And so for next seven years, this man continues to say, after he smoked a cigarette, said, I hate smoking. I will never smoke again. Goes back, uh, three hours later, smokes again for seven years he continued to battle with it he said but i never changed my confession one time he came out for a smoke break he put a cigarette in his mouth and he vomited out and he said i couldn't tell the smell of it i couldn't stand the taste of it i couldn't i couldn't stand it and from there on it's been already a decade where he never touched the cigarette again the words that he come on let's put our hands together for jesus the words that he was speaking The words that he continued to speak into his life produced the results that he desired. But assume he, a year later, two years later, three years later, why am I saying these words? Why am I speaking? This is all nonsense. It's not working. You know, this addiction is too strong. uh, Or I'm too weak. I um, I can't do it. I can't even overcome this addiction. And continue to speak these things over his life, he would have never quit smoking. Another thing that reminds me of Prophet Bushiri shared his second visit to heaven he shared this very interesting thing he said in heaven he said every time you speak something whatever you speak it becomes it so if you say flowers flowers immediately immediately appear whatever you say those words become the object or become it right at that moment and this is how it is in the spiritual world our words are spiritual it has power and when we speak when we continuously to speak, when we continuously to bless a situation, when we continuously to say the right kind of things, it begins to produce what we speak. You have to speak blessing into your life. Speak blessing into your marriage, into your education, into your schooling, into your business, into your career, into your family, into your health. Speak life. Speak God's word into your situation. Amen. God created his world with his words and he gives you power today to create your world with your own words. Amen and the last point that I want to present to you today is break uh break it. Turn to your neighbor and say break it. Bible says that Jesus broke the loaves and handed out pieces to disciples and then disciples did the same and handed to people and then Everyone was fed and was satisfied. There is a very peculiar lesson here. There's a very important lesson here that we can learn. You have to break and give of what you have and share it with others. If you want to truly succeed and live a life that is satisfying, you have to give of yourself. Break little that you have. And share with others. The more you break it and give it, the more you will have it. Assume that Jesus broke those little that he had and he gave it to disciples and disciples stopped breaking and handing it out to other people. The miracle would have stopped that the parable, the, the story would go like this. Jesus had um, two loaves and five fish and he fed the twelve plus Jesus but because it was continuous breaking and giving breaking and giving taking a part of what you have and giving to somebody else giving taking a part of what you have that little that you have and giving it to others at the end you end up with 12 baskets and a miracle at the end you end up with more than enough overflowing and seeing God move through you bless uh, bless other people seeing multitudes being fed and being touched God wants to succeed you. He wants to satisfy you with the best from what he has but he will will give you little and test you in little to see if you break that and share with somebody else. He will test you to see if you can break that and share with the one that is in need. He will see, he will test you with, he will give you a job, maybe it'll be a minimum wage job but he will test you and see can you break off those 10% and bring it to the house of God. Can you break off this $20 and pay for somebody's gas? Can you break off that $50 and help somebody with the groceries? Can you be a person that breaks something off from yourself? Maybe you know it's not even money. Maybe it's just time. Maybe it's your expertise. Maybe it's your knowledge. But that you break something off from yourself and you share it with others. I'm gonna finish with this, and it's my personal experience. Um, in 2008, when you know, when uh, this whole market crash happened, and a, and the a real, real estate bubble bursted, I, the businesses that I had and other things that I had were going that I was um, fairly successful in. Pretty much everything everything went to the whole real estate um, houses stopped uh, selling so there's no much construct uh, job in construction my whole portfolio and my stocks got wiped away and I li- literally the graphic design business got pretty much to the halt so everything that I had at the moment got just kind of reduced to nothing and for next couple of years I didn't have much. I, to me to be frankly honest I didn't even know which directions and where to go in my life uh, at, the, at those moments. I really was seeking God and and uh, was trying different things in those in those years to do but anything that I tried was kind of failing over and over and over again and I, you know honestly a lot of times I was discouraged. It was hard for me but because people know me uh, know me that I I deal with business and finances a lot a lot throughout those times people would come to me for advice and ask me hey could you give me advice I know you know things about business how do I do that how do I do that you know in in my life I personally particularly remember this story You know I tried to get myself an investment property like a fourplex once, duplex and then second time, a third time I tried to get duplex and all failed through but in the meantime people are coming up to me and asking me how can I get a duplex, how can I get investment property. I would tell them, I would kind of coach them through it and they would go and get it and it would work for them but it would not work for me. And then they would come to me with some kind of business idea. I'd kind of give them some pointers, what books to read, where to go to ask for advice, this and that. And, but at the same time, I tried to apply the same principles, same things, advices that I would give to other people. For the moment, it wasn't working for me, but it was working for them. And so at times I got frustrated and and kind of, you know, frustrated and, um, I was like god i mean why why am i even telling them i mean why why am i doing this so even it works for them doesn't work for me i don't want to share anything i don't want to you know uh, i don't want to give what i had to pay the price for and earn but one principle that i learned and one thing that god kind of put on my heart I said if you want to get to the place where i'm calling you you're gonna have to learn how to, to share even in the moments where you have little or where you have nothing gonna have to share that experience that you had maybe share that that breakup that you went through and how you overcame to help somebody else maybe share that abuse that you went through and you came out of it you overcame and share with them it might be painful for you to go back even to think about it but you have to break something from yourself and share it whether it's money whether it's time whether it's resources whether it's connection whether it's maybe saying a good word for somebody so they can get a job Do for others what you want God to do for you. Do for others what you want God to do for you. Prophet Prophet T.B. Joshua said this one time when we were in Columbia uh, and at the crusade when he met with all the partners and all the people that put literally millions of dollars to sponsor the crusade. And he said, he said this one thing, he said, it was very interesting, he said, all of you are here He's like all you businessmen, business people but all of you have a desire to go higher, to make more money, to grow a business bigger, to get another business. You, you wanted that some kind of connection that you've been wanting for so long but you just can't get that. You want that promotion or this or that. He said I'm gonna share a key how to unlock that and I was like wow that's interesting. I took my notepad out. I was like I'm gonna write this down. He said there are people that wish to be in your place right now. Where are you at? But they're not they can't get there they don't have enough connections they don't have enough money they don't have a he's like get busy helping them to get to your place and God will get busy helping you to connect you to the people and take you to the place you desire <clears throat> remember one thing you can never outgive God anything that you give of yourself and you share will always come back around but this time it's going to be baskets full amen Did you receive something this evening?
0: Thanks for listening to Hungry Gin Audio Podcast. We believe that you've been blessed by this message in Jesus' name. Tune in next time for more uplifting and powerful words from our church to you. If you're excited about what God is doing at Hungry Gin and want to experience firsthand the miracles and learn how to effectively and practically live out God's great commission, Join us this summer, June 20th through September 16th, for Hungry Gen's very first internship program. For more information, email internship at hungrygen.com. Thanks for listening.